Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Now, you might have heard this in the news today, and it's garnering a fair bit of interest. Probably people are not taking it too seriously, but I think it should be taken seriously. We're being asked to spare a thought for the new fathers who are being traumatised by childbirth. This is according to research. 12% of dads are showing signs of post-traumatic stress up to 72 hours after their partner has been given birth. And Professor of Psychiatry at Trinity College, uh, Dublin, Brendan Kelly, says where sometimes we underestimate how, I suppose, childbirth can impact men and partners emotionally. And he joins me on the line. Good afternoon to you, Brendan. Good afternoon, Niall. How are you? Now, you've had a huge reaction to this today. I suppose some of the reactions have been quite negative from the females of the species because they're saying, now, for God's sake, lads, we're the one giving birth, not you. But let's let's talk about this genuinely. I mean, is it a feeling of uselessness, I suppose, it, to some degree? Yes, it, I mean, it is a feeling of uselessness, and it's not an entirely unjustified feeling of uselessness either. Because, you know, obviously giving birth, the, you know, the trauma of giving birth and the emotionality and the physical side of it is all experienced by the mum. And this is in no way to detract from that, not in the slightest. Um, But I guess there is a growing awareness that the birth partners, often the dads, but not always the dads, um, find this a very emotional time and, and, you know, a difficult time as well. And there is some research uh, emerging to show that... um, now, the research has tended to look at dads as opposed to other birth partners. Yeah, I suppose you could have sisters and mothers and all different types of people who would do, be birth partners, do. yeah. You do, absolutely, you do. You have second mothers and, and, and then the woman's own mother and all this. But yeah. the research has tended to look at men. And um, it, it has shown that a lot of men have symptoms, a bit like post-traumatic stress, following what is, for them, a stressful event. Although, I do have to emphasise, it's not nearly as stressful as it is for the woman. From a physical point of view, of course, it's not as stressful, yes. Yeah, because yeah, obviously yeah. the woman's got and to I, labour, etc. But yeah, I know, I know, I know what you're talking about, and I know. I mean, I have three children, uh, and I was there for the birth of the three children, and it's that whole feeling of not being able to do anything. And obviously, the woman is in gross pain. We understand the pain of labour. Well, I suppose we don't as men, but there is a a pain during the contractions and everything else, and then the birth itself. And there is an element of like I suppose anxiousness that you can't do anything. There's nothing you can do to make it that easier. No, well, uh, yes. Well, certainly, it feels like anything that that we do at that moment is grossly inadequate, um, and not even nearly enough. And one of the features of post-traumatic stress disorder, or one of the the causes, if you like, is not so much what happens, but the feeling of powerlessness. And it's quite a profound feeling of powerlessness, and um, sometimes in the delivery room for for the dad. Mm-hmm. And this and this feeling, it really comes from empathy. It comes from caring so much and wanting to do something, but feeling there's a very limited amount that you can do. And that's a very acute feeling. And I guess this research is indicating that this has, has emotional consequences for men, even following the delivery, following the birth. Yeah, I mean, I suppose normally when, you know, when your wife or partner, when you're at home and she's not pregnant and she's not feeling well or, you know, or she has a particular problem, you know, you can put your arm around her, you can get her some paracetamol, you can go and do something about it. There's a feeling of helping or I'll hoover the floor today, you lie down and take it easy there or whatever. So there's a feeling we can do something about that. But in this situation, there's not a lot we can do because it's something that they have to do solo really, isn't it? Well, it certainly feels like there's not a lot that that, that can be done. Now, in fact... 
you know, but, but being there is very important. And generally in life, we underestimate the value of presence, the value of being there and being very solidly there, being very constant, being very supportive. That is important. And that is, you know, that is not a small thing to have done. And there are various other tasks as well. But one of the big tasks, certainly for birth partners, is getting over this feeling of uselessness, which is almost overwhelming and is very, very frustrating. And was part of that research, by the way, I'm just curious now, Ben, did it look into the actual birth itself? Because many men feel quite traumatised by the actual events of a birth. I know we say it's the most beautiful and most natural thing in the world, and certainly bringing a baby into the world is the most beautiful and natural thing in the world, but the physical aspect of it, and I don't want to go into too much details in daytime radio, but for a lot of men that can be quite traumatic as well, to see that actually happening to their partners, um, you know, that, you know, I suppose the blood and everything else that goes along with it. Was there part of the research into that? Yes, looking looking into what was you know uh, upsetting the the sheer the physicality of it the, the the drama of it the the physical nature of what happens uh, with the birth was indeed you know came as a huge surprise to some men and I know it you know the, the, the sheer impact of it comes as a surprise to many people so mm. that's part of it. Another thing that came up is when something happened, like let's say um, a cesarean section became necessary or there was some kind of complexity, then that feeling of uselessness was amplified even further. And similarly then, the number of people in the room at the delivery is important because often the birth partner might feel, you know, like the least important person in the room, certainly compared to the mother, compared to the baby, but also if, there, let's say, there are nursing staff or doctors or the like, um, it can feel to the birth partner like they're the most insignificant person in the room, despite being an integral part of what's going on. So none of this is, of course, to take away from the experience um, and the difficulties faced by women as they give birth. But I guess the research is trying to say that, you know, that, that men and birth partners are affected by this emotionally as well. And this can last for a while after the birth. And I suppose finally, in relation to the reaction you've got today to this, which has been quite outstanding, Brendan, uh, I'm sure you're well aware of it this, this, at this stage. You know, we're getting messages and I can see some on the screen here from women saying, lads, suck it up. Get over yourselves, for God's sake. I mean, is that being the general reaction, I suppose, to the research? Because people don't seem to be taking it too seriously. No, no, there's been a very uh, a mixed reaction, I suppose, over the course of the day, because while, while, of course, the correct thing is that um, sort of men and birth partners would indeed suck it up and deal with it and get on with things. And that is what happens um, in, in, in real life. There's, there's, you know, there aren't people permanently disabled by this. No, I guess. The, the research is just articulating that this is one of the many, many things that goes on. Yeah, that we need to travel. acknowledge this, yes. That we yeah. do need to acknowledge it, yes, absolutely. All right, well, listen, it's been lovely talking to you, and it's an interesting bit of research, Brandon, and, and I'm delighted, glad you're here the air to talk about it. Thanks very much indeed. There you go. Thanks. Brandon Kelly, uh, who is a professor of psychiatry at Trinity, Trinity College, saying that men are suffering, well, 12% of men, uh, or dads, he focused on, suffer from post-traumatic stress there you go. Karen, you're in Ireland's Classic Hits. How you doing, Karen? I'm glad you're laughing as well. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, I mean, they're the facts. The man is only giving you the facts. He's a professor, for God's sake. I cannot believe that time and money have been wasted <laughs> on such a ridiculous... Uh, it's not story. ridiculous. Uh, no, it, uh, yes. I, no, was it I was traumatised. I was traumatised. 
I'm traumatized. <laughs> I had three of them and one of them was horrendous. Yeah, was and I'm sure, I'm sure life. the good professor, I should have asked him, but I'm sure the good professor has done lots of research on the traumatic effect on women during childbirth. Sure there he is. Nobody is denying it's not traumatic for everybody. But I mean, like this is stuff that, that women have gone through for hundreds of thousands of years. And I suppose it's only in more recent times that men are more involved. But, I mean, suck it up. Suck it up. Well, he, no, well, he did. No, he he did say that. He said yes, suck it up. But unfortunately, the consequences of sucking it up and just getting to it and getting over it is that men do suffer this kind of feeling. And I do understand what he's saying. And on a very serious note, Karen, honestly, yeah. I understand I'm what he's saying. There, yeah, there, there is there is this idea when man sees the person he loves lying there in agony and having a baby, yeah. which is extremely traumatic from a physical and an emotional point of view. I mean. And he feels this uselessness of not being able to do anything to help. Yeah. It is actually quite traumatic. No, look, and I completely get that. All, all joking aside, I get that. My husband was, was had a horrendous time after our first baby was born. I was taken one way, the baby was taken the other way, and he was left dancing in the corridor not knowing what to do. With, a cu- with, with, no with two slices of toast and a cup of tea in his hand. <laughs> not even that, no. Because we were taken, it was a big emergency. The two, me and the baby were taken two different ways and he was left in the corridor and he's never really spoken about it but I know it's something that haunts him. Yeah. Um, so look, I get that but at the same time <laughs> like At the no, same time you're going to go, you're, you're go back to it. So was, there, was there a need to do a study on this and waste a load of money? Well, you know, men, well I think it's important that we know that. But, no, but men have, this is an issue with men and this is, a, this is for everything with men. Men don't like and be open about stuff. And that's on, that's on them. They need to, to come to the forefront here and decide, you know what, that was really hard. I need a bit of help getting my head around it. Well, well, I mean, then isn't it a good thing that we have research like that that gives men the opportunity to talk about these things? Because, I mean, we do talk, we've talked about childbirth in this show quite a lot. We've talked about post, uh, post-traumatic stress with women. We've talked about postnatal yeah. depression. We've talked about menopause. We've talked about breastfeeding. We've talked about all those things. So isn't it, every now and again, isn't it okay to have a bit of research that says, listen, lads do suffer a little bit here too, you know? And that research, Grant, that research is great. It's going to be acted on. And the chances are it's not. Well, I mean, well, you don't really have know. to. I mean, we don't have to act on it, but we, we need to acknowledge no, it. Be great if, they did. if it was acted on, like, okay, we have to do something about this and make things more available for men after after the delivery of their child. We mm. say you need to be supported as well. If that's what come from this study. Well, well, actually, stay there for a second. Let me just go to Dave as well, because Dave, you're an Ireland's classic hits. Dave, you've heard the professor, you've heard the research. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if Karen believes it's completely necessary, the research, but however. I mean, you, but you agree it is traumatic? I do. Of course it's traumatic. I, I, I've, I've spoken about this before now, and I've always said it's the one time in a man's life where you can't bullshit your way through a situation. No, it's true, yeah. Do you know, as, like, as a fellow, you know, we like to say, ha, I know what I'm doing here, when in reality you haven't a notion, but you, you know... You, you'll try to muddle your way through something, you know, if it's uh, work to be done at home or, I yeah. don't know, just whatever. But it is. It's one time in a man's life where you're there, you're like, I'm just going to stand in the corner and try to be like, as little uh, an obstruction as possible, <laughs> you know. Try not to say anything wrong, because no matter what you say, it's not going to yeah. be the right thing. Yeah. No, that's it. You know, see if you can, like, blend in with all the medical machinery <laughs> yeah. and stuff that's lined up against the wall or... You know, try to try to be a bit of a moving target if your missus decides to start throwing shit at you, do you know? <laughs> because they do get quite upset at the time of birth. 
Oh, oh yeah, I thought I thought I was after losing the patch of hair. To be quite honest <laughs> with you, you know, like I can't say on the radio what was screamed at me at the time. <laughs> but there was names called. There were names called. They would make a nun blush. I'll fault. put it to you that way. Yeah, sorry, uh, Karen. It was his fault. It was his fault. Oh, there was that chat. was, why did you do this to me? Like, yeah, because I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ken. I forgot you were asleep at the time. Um, <laughs> why did you do this to me? You know, like, I mean, look, guys, let's, like, to be fair, like, all jokes aside, I mean, after watching a child being born, you'd wonder how anybody would want to have a large family. You, you know? would, wouldn't you? You really would. Like, after hey, Karen, all, do you want to explain that to us men, by the way? Um... I mean, I mean, I mean, your first childbirth, Karen. You know, the yeah. first time you had a child. I mean, yeah. and I don't want to be too personal, but was it an no. extremely painful experience? Um, was it? Um, so I had an induction. I was induced, and I had. Um, I was induced over three days, so I had three oh. days of labour, and then I had an emergency section, and my baby was actually very sick. Okay, that was quite traumatic to go through so, that. Yeah. My, and my experience is one of those one in a hundred. But the second two times, it was nerve-wracking because we didn't know how it was going to go and the condition my first child had wasn't diagnosed at the time. So we didn't know if history was going to repeat itself. So there was a lot of nervousness for both myself and my partner. And we were very lucky when we were having our, our other two children. I was allowed to bring someone else into the hospital for support for me and my husband. That if the need arose, if the need assisted, the need was there to have support for my husband in the event that I was taken as well um, into recovery or for whatever, that there was someone there to support my husband, and that's what we did. And we yeah. were very lucky to have that option. Now, I know it's very different with COVID now, but I had sessions as well. So the second two times, there wasn't all that commotion and, mm. you know... It was but very, I, I, very I suppose the point, the point Dave is making is, I suppose on a lighter note... And I know you went through an awful difficult time, Karen, and I do appreciate that. And by the way, I do want to come back to Dave because he went through a difficult time at one point as well. But in saying that, you know, if childbirth is so bad and we hear it's so bad, so painful, uh, why do why do women want to do it again? Because that, that's falling in love with this person is just... It's, it's no worth, from an emotional point of view, it's worth it every time. Absolutely. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. And to be able to do that, a few times is a huge honour and to experience that and to just fall in love with this person you've never met but you know everything about them is just it's magic yeah, and I know I know it can be deeply traumatic when things don't go the way they're expected to go. I suppose during yeah. pregnancy too, and that can be traumatic for men too. By the way, and I just, I just want yeah, to point absolutely. that out. You still carry that same amount of love. Yeah, you know, but I do think as well, you know, a conversation needs to be had at some point during pregnancy. I don't know if it should be if you're going for the classes or if it should if it should be when you're going for a nurse visit and your partner happens to be with you that there is an open conversation of. Are you both happy to be there during delivery? Because I don't think that's a conversation that happens. You know, I think mm. as women, we just presume our partner wants to be there. Well, let me, let me ask you that question, Dave. As a man, right, <laughs> you've, you've seen childbirth on television before your wife had a baby or your partner, oh God, sorry. No, 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 no. But no, when, no. When, when I say, no. by the way, I was going to say wife, but you still haven't done the right thing yet. But we'll get, we'll get back to that in a minute, okay? Because we, we slag you over that every single time. All right. Okay, but... but uh, you, from, and this is someone from the, the, the early 60-year-old lovesick puppy himself, huh? Ah, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I, listen, so Dave, the point is, you, you, what do you mean you haven't seen childbirth on telly? Of course you have. 
No, God, no, 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 no. Whenever that comes on TV, like she, she loves watching that bar, one barn every minute. I walk out of the room. But you must have seen it. So you must know what goes no, no, on. My, my first experience of watching a child come into the world was up close. Like I, it was like a baptism of fire, almost. <laughs> right. You know. So, so here's the, the question I really want to ask. Right. Although you're meant to be there, it's the most emotional thing. You have to be there for the support for your wife. Given the option not to be there, was that ever an option? Uh, if I wanted to continue breathing, no. See, but then um, that's not a reason to be I there. No, 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 I'm, I'm just joking. No, honestly, no, because uh, like it's it's frightening for her because it's just like pregnancy has never been a, a, a an easy thing just in our relationship and like. I know you. I know you had some difficult times, yeah, and I'm aware of that. And even before that, as well, you know. So, like, I, um, mm. so like, my missus was always like very scared. Like, like when when me and my missus are together, we can take on anything. When the two of us are apart from each other, we both seem to be anxious wrecks. But like, never in a million years would I ever. Now, this is just me. Other relationships can be different, but I would never even broach that subject because I know deep down in my heart of hearts, she wants me to be there. And like, I actually missed the birth this time uh, of our son because I was like, I was on the way to the hospital just when things started happening. You know, my, my missus doesn't mess around, you know, when she's going, she's going. And like, <laughs> by the time I got from uh, where we live to the hospital, she had already had him. Oh, and that must have been so disappointing. Genuinely. And like, I know, like, I, you know, we, we like to have a bit of crack about this, you know, a few jokes and feck it, sure, why not? Like, you know. But genuinely, deep down, uh, I am I, I do regret missing it. Like you know, I was there okay. maybe twenty minutes after he was born, but I would have loved to have been there. All you know, blood and gore aside, I genuinely would have. You know. Okay, we'll, we'll stay there because yeah, a lot of people say it's not a spectator sport. Uh, Liz, you're on yeah. Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing, Liz? Hi, and how are you? Good. Now you've heard the research. Men are suffering from twelve well, percent of men are suffering from post traumatic stress. Yeah, I suffer from it as well when anybody body went through and I will just stop the light. <laughs> Honest to God. I mean, don't get me wrong, I understand. But see, I don't understand this now because, I mean, my, when I had my young flute, it was very easy. Now, I had my sister and she wants to do an unnatural birth and she suffered beyond the words. Like, you know what when I mean? you say she wants a natural birth, she didn't take she any pain okay, relief. No, nothing. Like, she's screaming like a banshee there. They're offering her all sorts of medication and she won't take it. Like, you know what why, I mean? Why would you want to do put yourself through something I like that where there's no pain relief I available for you? Oh no, I had this epidural uh, rearranged and I've already went into the hospital. No, I, I do I do know, sorry, the epidural, of course, can cause long-term back pain problems and stuff. I mean, they are, there is possibilities of side effects. Not always, but 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 there can be. Yeah, I'm sure there is now. But look, listen, I'd rather that now than... To, <laughs> look, do you know what everybody has to go to? It's give birth, get that little baby out. Oh, I know, I've seen There's it. No I've seen it. So I'd rather suffer the consequences of a little bit of back pain now later on in the life than suffer the consequences of that. But um, mm. I can imagine it would be for some people now, but I had a pretty easy childbirth now, to be honest with you, so... Yeah, I but you can, but you can get gas as well, can't you? Gas and air is not the... gas. Got, um, I had... My mother told me to take castor oil. Castor oil? Castor oil. Two spoons of that before you go in, you slip out, and he did. Slippy sliding in and out. I was asleep up to ten minutes before I had to give birth to him. I was snoozing my brains out. She told me to push me out. I don't know if there's any truth in that myth, by the way, and I've heard that before. Karen, you didn't take some castor oil, did you? No, I was too posh to push on. No, I know, yeah. (laughs) Bit of castor oil. (laughs) It works, and I'll walk the tree. I know, when you do, you take castor oil for constipation, don't you? 
Oh, I don't know about that. Now, we would have thought it take a bird for an easy bird and I did that on a walk. Okay. Okay, but is it necessary that we know that men go through some traumatic experiences? Well, no, like, to be honest with you, now, I don't know why women want them to see the whole lot anyway either. Like, I mean, when my fellow was there, like, he was up outside the bed beside me, sitting in the corner, he wasn't down in full view of what was going on either. Do you know what I mean? Well, Dave said that's a good thing. He just wanted to blend in with the equipment. Yeah, that's it. You know what I mean? So to the corner and nobody know your dairy even brilliant. Yeah, yeah, blend yeah, in. Do you know? Stand in the corner and look pretty. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Women, I don't know why women would want a man to see that anyway. Well, I mean, yeah. he's not going to be looking at you in six weeks' time saying, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, trying to get your jollies off with you the same way he did before. <laughs> <laughs> that. You know? Well, uh, yeah, a lot of men have described it as watching your favourite pub burn down. Yeah, no, oh, that's what I'm saying. No, I want him to be look at me like I'm going into my favourite pub again. Here's the thing, right, that I was thinking. Sorry, between the four of us here, nobody else is listening, right? So just between the four of us here, okay? I'm thinking when the doctor is there, and a woman has a difficult birth, and there might be stitching involved or something like that, or whatever. You know, you know what I'm talking about, okay? Yeah. So he's there, and he's... And he's stitching it all back up again. And he probably does that 20 times during the day, right? You know, and he's looking at them and fiddling with them and playing with them and stitching it, and there's blood everywhere and all. And then he has to go home to his wife. Yeah, right? I don't know and, how, yeah. And then his wife is getting all sexy with him and putting on the sexy underwear for, yeah. you know, for the birthday or whatever, Christmas or whatever happens to be, or whatever event or anniversary. Could you imagine, imagine the pictures that's going through his head. And, yeah, and he's looking at her thing, yeah. a gadget, you know what I mean? And he's no, looking at it. I wonder, does he get excited? Because he sees 20 of them in bits all day, you know what I mean? <laughs> what do you reckon, Karen? Do you reckon he gets excited? The gynecologist... <laughs> Or whoever he is that's given birth. While well, I lost Karen there for a second. Dave, do you reckon he gets excited? I don't know. Maybe it's like a guy who like, works in an abattoir and still eats steak. You know, it's just par for the course. Yeah. Well, maybe you're right. Yeah, the butcher. Yeah, does he yeah. still eat meat? Oh, yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah, yeah, as well. I, so. I, I know plenty of people that like kill pigs and will still eat his uh, breakfast roll. So. Yeah. Or the bus driver. Does he get a bus to work? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose it's the same thing. Thanks for that, by the way. I have some audio to play here from your audio messages. Thanks, Liz. Okay. Oh, it's on the way. Uh, are you serious? Ah, poor man. Boo-hoo. God loved them. God loved them. Get over yourselves. Get over yourselves and stop stop trying to steal our thunder. God almighty, I never heard such rubbish in all my life. Oh, I know. I know. Get over yourselves, for God's sake. Niall, how are you? How are you? Uh, see that tea and toast you get after the baby's born? Yeah. Nicest tea and toast you'll ever eat in your life. It is, isn't it? Thanks, Niall. I love the show. <laughs> yeah. What's the story with, with the tea and toast? You do. You get tea and toast. They get, would you like a cup of tea and toast? Yeah, and then you usually take it and you say, yeah, do you want to get her some as well? She might need some later on as well. But the tea and toast is lovely. In the rotunda, they make lovely tea and toast. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.